everybody. I'm Jeff Pavlak. I got Pete here with me today, and we've come together to talk about the Shannara Chronicles. Uh, new show debuting on MTV tonight, actually. So as you're watching this, uh, the show has already debuted last week with the first two episodes. Pete and I are huge fans of the source material. Pete's been reading the books for years. I just started a few years ago. Huge fans of them, and we cannot wait for this show to start. Uh, Pete, jumping right into it, what has you most excited about the very first visual adaptation, uh, you know, moving pictures of the Shannara series. The if if you watch the the uh, the trailer, the visuals are spectacular, beautiful, well beyond what we normally see on a on a television on small screen. Absolutely, uh, stuff. This is this is big budget stuff, and uh, that's that's kind of exciting to me. Is that TV is starting to find more money for this kind of stuff, so you don't have to wait. Uh, you know, years between things. We're gonna we're gonna see an entire. It's a ten episode um, run, yeah. and uh, it for the most part, it seems like that they're focusing only on the second book of the Sword of Shannara trilogy, the Elf, Elf Stones of Shannara, Elf Stones of Shannara, <laughs> and uh, the the visuals really hit home on the idea that this is a world after our world that yep. it takes place on Earth. Um, I want to say decades, but centuries in the future. Yep, after apocalyptic um, wars, yeah, wiped out the planet. There's a there's an incredible visual of the um, I think it's the space needle. It probably is. Yep. Is it space, space needle, needle from Seattle. I wasn't sure whether it's space needle or the CN uh, mm -hmm. CN Tower on Toronto. I believe um, it's the space. I think it's the space needle that. from from Seattle. Mm -hmm. uh, fallen down and rusted. The the visual is overgrown, yeah, moss and foliage. absolutely spectacular, yep. spectacular visuals. So that's what the thing that I'm I'm. Uh, most excited about. I think they made the perfect call by taking a standalone book and doing this standalone series. This isn't going to be, you know, who knows how many seasons where there's just cliffhanger after cliffhanger. It's a contained story in t inside these 10 episodes where we're going to get the conclusion and, you know, the beginning, everything in just one season, one sitting, basically. I saw one um, one interview, mm -hmm. probably my my feeble old man brain escapes me. Grumpy um, geek. <laughs> but uh, John F Favre? Yeah. Is that how you say it? John well, I say Favre. Favre, Favre. Hey. The guy <laughs> who's the executive producer, uh, who's done some really big things. Um, he's, uh, he's EP'd both the Avenger movies, all the Iron Man movies. Uh, he stars in Entourage. Um, his, probably his, his uh, most prominent thing is that he played Foggy Nelson in the worst adaptation of, of Daredevil that there ever was with Ben Affleck. Um, Before Netflix, you know, revived that series right. and gave it some. Uh, he, he did an interview, and um, I'm pretty sure that he said, you know, we're producing a 10-hour movie Yeah, is what we're doing of this book, which is, uh, which is sort of what, you know, like Lord of the Rings, that was probably pretty close to 10 hours by the time everything was said and done. Uncut, absolutely. Yeah. You know, like it Return of the King is five hours alone. Right. I mean, that's, that's long stuff. But we're getting it in, we're getting it in one, hour, yeah. one hour increments. And that's so true to the source material because Elfstones is a standalone book. It's not a trilogy. It's 550 pages of one big adventure. Right. And that's perfect. And that's, that, the whole Sword of Shannara trilogy is yeah, the it's, original. It's three standalone books. Yep. You know, so it's called a trilogy and stuff like that, but it's not. No, it's absolutely three standalone books. So this is a, this is exciting. I think the cast 
is uh, I'm excited to see Me what too. they can do with it. Um, the, the, the story, just very briefly for those of you who don't uh, know about it, involves three, essentially three young, um, maybe just older than teenagers or still teenagers, that Somewhere go on there. kind of an epic quest uh, together. And uh, that's what this this story is about is is that quest to kind of save the humanity of their day. Yep. Um, they've cast uh, Will Olmsford is it's all the three big uh, stars, the three teenagers are all relative unknowns. Right. Um, Austin Butler plays Will Olmsford. Um, Poppy Drayton plays Amber Elsadil and. Um, how do you really? say it, by the way? Elisadil? Elis- I've always said Elisadil. Yeah, I, th- I think that that's, that's a good pronunciation of it. And uh, Ivana Bucaro, a Spanish-born actress, 21 years old, plays uh, Aritria. And um, those are all three relatively unknown um, properties. But you they're know? you know bolstered then by some uh, veteran actors. Manu Bennett will be Al-Anon, which I just want to talk about him real quick. Yeah, absolutely. When I watched the trailer for the first time and I saw him initially, I was like... Who, how is this Al-Anon? He doesn't have a robe. He doesn't have long hair. He doesn't really have a thick beard. But then the more I thought about it, Al-Anon is not just a Gandalf ripoff. He's not a traditional wizard. He really is a druid. He's a big, burly guy. Well, one of the things that I, that I found most interesting about watching the trailer was the costume design as a whole right. is very, um, very modern takes on... On clothing today, I would agree with that. There's there's uh, there's sewn on pockets and things like that that are very um, they're they're part of our current clothing, which makes sense given that it's in the future. It's right. not you know exactly a story so of the when past. You, when you look at some of this costuming, it's not your traditional Lord of the Rings right uh, kind of stuff. So I you know again another part of the visual aspect of this that I was very uh, very caught by right. the hairstyles and everything. Um, Alanon. Is a is a druid, which is their you know this this world's wizard, and he's got shaved hair on the on the back, yeah. as opposed to the long hair that we're accustomed to with with our uh, Dumbledores and and Gandalf, right? You know, so I'm interested in that. The other person that I'm really interested to see is a veteran of this kind of movies. I know John exactly Reece, where you're going. John Reese Davies That's is right. joining the cast to play Eventide Alistair. Uh, who is the king at at that time in in this world. And, uh, you know, excited about that. I still don't know if I like him as Eventine. I mean, maybe this is just narrow-minded, but when I think of an elf, I think of a, you know, very fair-looking person. And John Rhys-Davies is a little bit haggard. But at the same time, maybe that does work for him because in this story, Eventine is very worn, very tired. You know, he's the one who went through right. the original war with the warlock war, uh, lord in the opening book. He's tired and old now. So maybe John Reese davies is really going to knock this out of the park. Well, and, and the last thing that I want to say about this that's, uh, that's interesting to me is this is coming from MTV. Yeah. And uh, MTV, I, I grew up with the original MTV. Yeah. It's very much a part of my my formative years. Came out in 1981. I graduated from high school in 1982. This was the stuff that we turned on when we were having a party at the fraternity house or whatever. MTV was on in the background and stuff like that. And then they moved to really awesome production stuff like, you know, 16 and Pregnant and the real world (laughs) and true life and stuff, you know, like... They've got Teen Wolf, come on. (laughs) Junk. Like, I still listen to... The um, one of my favorite things is, is I, I have uh, satellite radio mm-hmm. and I listen to the 80s on eight because it has the original 
uh, MTV DJs. Yes. Mark Goodman, uh, Nina Hunter, um, Martha Quinn, who I still have a massive crush on, and uh, Alan Hunter. And, and uh, that was, to me, MTV. And, and MTV really lost its, lost its way for years. So it's interesting to me that that's, that's the, uh, the venue for this particular thing. Right. Uh, I mean, for me, the last thing I want to touch on that's interesting is that John Rhys Davies, who we touched on before, has now played a dwarf in The Lord of the Rings, and now he's an elf. Talk about ironic after all that you saw between Gimli and Legolas, right? There's probably some true fans who are squirming at that whole, you know. I think Orlando Bloom might be sending him a text or two after this show premieres. It might be. So we'll be back after we watch the, the, um, we're watch the two-episode premiere tonight, and then we'll be back to offer us the second half of this show. We'll be back to offer our opinions on, on actually how they did. And we'll be talking a lot more because once these episodes debut, we're going to have plenty to uh, discuss and you know let our minds flow. Yeah. Can't wait. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, it's been a couple days now, and we have seen the premiere of the Shannara Chronicles. Uh, I know Pete and I watched it the night it came out. Stayed up late to catch both episodes. Uh, he rewatched. He fan rewatched boy. it again. Definitely fanboy. That's right. He's uh, he is more than experienced. Now. I pulled out my my greatest Josiah D. Leroy and fanboyed it to death. That is extremely fanboying it. Just so you guys all know. <laughs> all right, Pete. Uh, what's your first reaction to seeing the first two episodes now of the Shannara Chronicles? I absolutely loved it. I mean, there, there was a few problems that I had with it, of course, but they were tiny. Right. Tiny problems. I loved it. I thought it was, uh, my favorite thing about it was that there were some very untraditional science fantasy, high fantasy elements of the whole thing. Yes. I mean, the, the, costumes, the costumes were were, were modern-day yeah. costumes. They were taken from the things that we wear now mm -hmm. and moved forward. Absolutely. And, and I think it's interesting that you brought that up before the show even started, because I didn't realize that right away. But as I was watching the show then, I saw it more and more. I mean, like, the ones, the chosen, the potential chosen, I should say, they were wearing T-shirts, basically, fitted T-shirts. Oh, yeah. And then at the ball, you had all of them dressed. I mean, they looked like they came from an H&M store Absolutely. or an Express store. Absolutely. Eritrea, she was wearing a pair of jeans, basically. Right. right? She had the pockets <laughs> sewn on the back of her jeans, you know. that's. So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I love I, that. I'm a big fan of that. Um, you know, as, as a guy who's worked in theater for a lot of years, uh, I've done a whole bunch of Shakespearean productions in my day. Yes. And I like the modernization of those kind of things. I agree. Um, some of the greatest productions ever, uh, Peter Brook's production of Midsummer Night's Dream was, you know, it's, it's, it's just a completely different kind of thing because they're not locking themselves into that kind of period costume. And I thought that right. was really cool. And, and along with that, mm -hmm. the architecture yes. was very, I mean, it was, it was spectacular. You Beautiful. Had, and it was, there was a nice juxtaposition of the, of the old, um, like the wrecked ship yeah. and, the, and the helicopter and stuff like that. Right. Um, There's a car I think they passed by at some point. Yeah. Will and Erisha. Right. Through, throughout that kind of stuff, there was these things. You know, Will even says at one point in time, aren't you curious about the ancient right. humans? And she's like, yeah, they're dead. It's kind of echoing the audience right. in a way. Right. So I thought that that was super cool. Yeah. That they took some risks. I... I, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was like, you know, I took one look at Alan on and I was out. And I, you know, quite honestly, I thought, I'm not I thought his, his look was great. I, I loved mm -hmm. 
the shaved back of the head with the sort of the scar, the rune yeah. scars on the back of his head. <laughs> I, I thought that was cool. By the way, before we continue, spoilers, spoilers, yeah. spoilers. Everywhere, people. So Everywhere. If you haven't watched it yet. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Turn it off right now. Or just go read the books. I mean, that's not a bad idea. It shouldn't take you long. It's only about <laughs> that thick. Knock it out in one day. Just binge it for a while. Uh, you know, you said Al-Anon looks great. And I completely agree with that. I think Manu Bennett has knocked it out of the park with his portrayal. There's a word that Terry Brooks used regularly to describe Al-Anon in the opening Shannara trilogy, and it's stoic. And I think Manu Bennett nails that uh, demeanor perfectly. He is distant, cold, I don't want to say miserable, but there is no levity to him whatsoever. His job is a thankless one, and he's not doing it you know, to feel great about himself. He's doing it for the greater good of Shannara and the whole world of the Four Lands. Well, and, and I think he's good at this kind of character. If you yeah. look at his resume, he's played a lot of... Uh, superhero and science fantasy and uh, he's like the defiler in the Hobbit absolutely movies. absolutely and he uh, most recently maybe not most recently but recently right. uh, last season he was the big bad in uh, Arrow he played uh, Deathstroke one of my favorite villains super villains you know and and he same kind of you know yeah. like he's got that he he plays that kind of character real well. Absolutely. And, uh, I thought he was great in this. I really did. Me too. The other uh, portrayal that really hit home for me was Ivana Baccaro as Eritrea. I think When I think of Eritrea, I'm thinking of Ivana Baccaro now. I think she played the character to a T. Yeah, I, I thought so too. I... Um one of the things that when I was when I've read the books and I just reread these, I think I said that in the yep. first segment that I just reread all this stuff. They're fresh in your head. Is I almost didn't think of them as as young as they are. Yeah. You know, I kind of thought of them as a little bit older than they are, and I and I really love that she's played a little bit younger. Right. You know, she's sassy. Oh yeah. There, you can't outsmart her. Absolutely. She outsmarts you, Absolutely. not the other way around. And. Um, I, you know, I really, there wasn't anybody in the thing that I didn't like. There wasn't a character I that, I, that. that I didn't like. I thought Poppy Drayton really does a great job Yeah, as Amberly. Really does a great job. I, I wouldn't say I dislike it. Um, she is definitely a lot more jovial than Amberly was in the books, though. And I think that sense of... Um, but gravity with Amberly in the books was but, maybe a little bit better. But don't you think that the gravity's coming? Oh, it's definitely coming. Right. You know no what I mean? Like, we haven't reached the point yet where mm -hmm. they're like, oh, here, true. you have to take this and you have to go. You know what That's I mean? That's like, true. We haven't reached that yet. Like, Absolutely. We, so we're still at the beginning yet. So I think that uh, there's an opportunity to watch her character change and grow. I agree over, with that. Over the course true. of the True. We season. do have eight episodes left. And, <laughs> and Will, to me... Is uh, he's kind of a bonehead in yeah. this, and I love that. He's a he's a beat, he's a beach hunk. Yeah, <laughs> and I and I completely thought that you know yeah. like he's the the accent that he has he you know wears the hat mm -hmm. you know so I uh, there wasn't a character that I didn't like I like the two uncles oh yeah um, Uncle Ander yeah I'm both. so I'm so glad that they have already established that Uncle Ander and Amberly have a close relationship right because in the book as you know. He, 
uh, Ander really is a huge support for Amberly as the quest gets rolling. Right. So I'm glad that they've established that right away. Uh, you know, helping her train for the chosen trial. Uh, lead, you know, leading her through the, a simple thing, leading her through the ball so that she wouldn't have all eyes on just her. Right. That simple little support from Uncle Ander really goes a long way, and I'm glad that they've established that already. And the the few I have a couple things that I that I'm not sure about. Oh, don't worry, me too. That I didn't like. hear it. <laughs> um, one of one of the things is that they used very modern vernacular a lot. Yes. Some 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 real colloquialisms that are very popular today here that I was like, uh, I know. does it does it work? You know. Yeah. I mean, when she first runs into when Amberly first runs into Eritrea, mm-hmm. um, I. Uh, Eritrea asked her, you know, you're running away from something. Who knocked you up? Right, and yeah. I'm just like, you know, that <laughs> that didn't feel right. It does. It felt like it was forced there. It, it feels and, out of place. Um, there was uh, something that Will said, too. I'm not going to remember what it is off the top of my head, but something that he said that was just like, oh, that's not shit. Or Eritrea says to him after she, she drugs him with the wine, you're going to have an epic headache. Yeah, that's you like, know, that's just, so MTV. I mean, MTV, exactly. you're doing a great job, but that's so MTV to it, do that. Exactly, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Who's, who's knocked up? Are we falling back to the 16 uh, and pregnant days? You know, MTV's at its, at its best, <laughs> 16 and pregnant. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, one little thing, we had two episodes, basically, two yeah. full hours. I think there should have been an action sequence in there. Um, about 35 pages into the Elfstones book, Alanon faces off briefly with the Dagamore inside Paranor and fights off a swarm of Furies. Right. But we really had about two episodes of just exposition and laying the groundwork for it. I think they could have maybe added some and action you, in there. You had a different version of that scene. Yes, very different. Where where uh, the Dagamore basically shows Alanon who's boss at this point in time. Which he does sort of do in the books. He overpowers him in that first fight. But I would have liked to have seen a more... Extensive conf- uh, yeah. confrontation, I should say. And the the other thing that I wasn't sure I liked was the um, the the choosing of the chosen, the uh, was, running through the forest. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it was like it was it was very Humber- Hunger Games esque. Yeah, you know, with the costumes that they all wore the same costumes, the fitted T shirts, <laughs> right? The the blindfolds and the you know, and I thought that was cool. I'm just not sure it was cool for this. I agree with like, that. I didn't like that the. Um, that the elves were pitted against each other in such a way that they were willing to. I've always thought of right. the, I've always thought of the elves as a much more uh, sophisticated race. Mm-hmm. You know, in in my science fantasy dealings, they were always the ones that took the moral high ground. Right. So this just completely removed the moral high ground from the whole thing. One thing I do really like that the show captured, that the books capture so so well, is that in the Four Lands and the entire Shannara franchise. Elves are not the pristine, perfect things that you see in so much other um, fantasy, like, say, the Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, the elves are the upper echelon of yeah. the living creatures in there. They can't do no wrong. It's always the humans that screw things up or, you know, succumb to evil. In the Four Lands, elves are just as, you know, morally ambiguous as, you know, humans, gnomes, or dwarves to an extent. They're not perfect. They're, they, right. you know, they have flaws. Um, they're going to succumb to some problems. And they're going to have, you know, fears and conflicts that you wouldn't see in a lot of other uh, fantasy franchises. So I'm glad that the show also captured that initially. Well, so overall, your opinion is? Um, A very solid start. 
Yeah. Uh, I got a couple thumbs up too. I really yeah. enjoyed it. Not um, perfect, not by a long shot, but this is a very good start. We've got uh, eight episodes left. That's I think right. that uh, I think that MTV's doing a, doing a great thing. I, I was real surprised. I said that in the first segment about MTV. Uh, you know, MTV again. I grew up with it. Still have a huge crush on Martha Quinn. Uh, Martha, if you're <laughs> catching this, you can uh, you can uh, catch me on Twitter at at Pete Her. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I'm looking forward to the next eight episodes. We're going to be back That's right. after about halfway through the season. Jeff and I will sit down again, give it a little another report card, and then um, and then we'll wrap it up after the whole season's over, and hoping I, that maybe next season this they get through this ten. It's it's really popular, and then maybe we see next season a retelling of Wish Song. Bring on Wish Song! Yes, right. that'd, be, that'd be great. I don't know where they go from there. Maybe they they'd step back to Sword, or they'd move forward to to. Uh, uh, the, the Heritage right. Trilogy, Quadrilogy, whatever. Quadrilogy. So, uh, you know, in the meantime, though, um, follow us on all our social media channels, Geekiverse. All right, we're going to be talking about this a lot. So that's Facebook.com slash Geekiverse, on Twitter at the underscore Geekiverse, same with Instagram at the underscore Geekiverse, all our YouTube uh, content that we're going to put out, and then your Twitter handle again one more time, Pete? Uh, at Pete Her. And then I'm at Jeffrey Pobbs. Me and Pete in particular, we're going to be talking a lot about this Shannara Chronicles and everything going forward with this TV show. So, uh, so get back here and yes. watch us because we need to. And again, start click, reading click, the books. Kind of start yeah. reading the books, people. They're wonderful. It's ju- they're even better than the show. Well, maybe not yet. We'll figure that out. Regardless, everything is good so far. Shannara is really off to a great start, and we hope you guys enjoy it just as much as we have so far. See you next time. Have a good one.